All right, you guys ready to do this magic? Show 33, let's do it. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Society Clubhouse in North Hollywood, California, in front of our, our really kind of big studio audience this time. Hello, perverts. I'm Kathy. I'm Abyss. <laughs> and I am Boogie, and here we are, God damn it, show 33. Trace, trace. That's it. That's how you... Ramon! Is it... 33. 33. What? 33. E? There's an E in it? 30 and 3. I am so goddamn Spanish. No, you're not. You're really not. I am authentically Spaniardo. I don't even know what that means. Spaniardo. Spaniardo. So how are we doing? Show 33. Yeah. Show 33 is amazing. I'm a little underwhelmed. What do you mean, uh, underwhelmed? Well, you usually assign it some magic. No, this is this. Now is, all you did was Spanish are, it out. There are ass. There are assholy. Yeah, there there's are, asses on the show. That's asses, correct. Lots of hey, <laughs> hey, wait a minute! Don't get all that way. We're just starting, especially after our end to the B experience that you and I had. I have no idea what that even means. You guys, I put it on the the potato mayhem because it's potato mayhem. Uh, you I'm guys don't know. know what it is. Okay. <laughs> I typed I it out I'm not gonna knowing. Be, I'm going to be so... <laughs> just prepare for the abyss, abyss looks. If you're confused, I'm I don't know here. what he's talking about. So, N to the B. Oh, fuck off. So, N to the B. So, Abyss and I are in some lovey-dovey time, and she's like bent over the bed, and I'm on my knees by the bed, and I'm up at a certain height, and all of a sudden, in my passion, my visceral, sexual, predator mind, I look, and I see, and, I, and I'm just it's at the right position. I fucking and I, hate you. And I go, I wonder if I could put my nipple in her butthole. Oh my god! I I have never felt sorry for you than I do at this moment. And all of a sudden, I'm like, dude, I could make that happen. I go, wonder what that would feel like, you know? Because sometimes when a woman kisses your nipples, it feels kind of good, but a little sphincter kiss might happen. So I, I just, she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh baby, and I'm trying to play it off because I, if I say I want to put my nipple in your butthole, that may come with some sort of resistance or rebellion, anarchy, something. You think? A shoe, a magic shoe flying across the room. So I just start rubbing and I kind of spread it open and I just kind of work. And by about halfway, like when I get my chest up to that point, she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, nipple and butthole. And I got I, it. I, I just. I got it in there. Just when I think you. The one other man in the house. Do I get a hey yeah? Even he can't <laughs> take in what you just said. On. Don't leave me hanging. Nipple and butthole. And, and then no. he, hold on. Then he sniffed it. <gasps> no. That's well, it. That's funny. I mean, you got to find out. That's it. That's, that's, that's it. Just, no more potato mayhem for you. That's our, that's our show. <laughs> Nobody listen anymore. It's just I did that in honor of 
David Bowie and Alan Rickman. No, you so did I did. I did it in honor of David Bowie because David Bowie cut his... Now, Kate, I'm going to watch. I'll make some bullshit. Okay, let's see this. In the movie... Wait, was that was that uh, Pink Floyd the Wall or was that fucking the Man Who Fell to Earth? Oh, what God. the fuck? Did David Bowie cut off his nipples in the Man Who Fell to Earth? No, I think that was fucking Either Pink way, Floyd the Wall. Either way, it has nothing to do with my butthole but, in your nipple. Anyway, but Alan Rickman played the voice of God, and he didn't have a sphincter. And he had no sphincter, therefore, in honor of his passing, because he was fucking awesome. I put my nipple in your butthole. Well, we mourn the loss of Alec Rickman and uh, David yeah. Bowie. I don't know. I was, I mean, Bowie, Bowie seemed older. I didn't know Rickman was, was 69. They were both 69. Fuck cancer, okay? Yeah. Both died of cancer. And Bowie, you know, I felt was older and, you know, had, you know, all these incredible experiences. Bowie, I was a big Bowie fan. I mean, just an, a pioneer entertainer, just constantly reinventing music. And then, uh, Alan Rickman was like, dude, he was Snape and he was the voice of God and he was Pride and Prejudice. Dude, he he was was Marvin in The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He was just awesome. And he was the dude from Die Hard. Yeah. He was the the baddie. Yeah, no. We we will mourn him and we still love him. And of course, all the Harry Potter friends because all my friends are dorks. You know, like, <laughs> not you a bit. Surely not you. Well, you went on you went on a fighting weekend this weekend, right? Yes, I did. You did. Did you kick some ass and shoot arrows and faces? I totally did. Did they like? Did you guys all like light your arrows on fire and shoot them into the sky for Snape? I see what you're doing, Boogie. Do you see him? No, sh- <laughs> no. Get your nipple away. Is that the nipple? Is that the nipple that went no, in your butthole? It's even more dangerous. You know what? Yeah. Let's Look, go on to the, the next one. <laughs> we're going to talk about this topic. Why? No. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about it. Boogie injures another girl this month. I didn't injure. Headline I news. saved Mark's life. Oh, really? What? Oh. I saved Mark's life. By? With my penis. Pounding her pooter so hard that no, she is doubled no, no, over no. in pain no, no, and no, ready no. to vomit? Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. I have that effect on most women. Yeah, well, you do. <laughs> I make most women want to vomit. It is, it is kind of true. But no, there's a sensation, and I was actually going to put this out to the Perverted Podcast listeners because I've had it happen a couple times before. Um, you know you're when, doing something wrong when. You know you're doing something wrong when. After sex, women suddenly want to vomit. <laughs> buckle over in like a cramping weird pain. Uh, I don't know if it was I poked the cervix too hard or if there was some nerve that I hit, uh, Abyss doesn't seem to think that it was a nerve. Uh, not not the way Mark was describing it. It sounds like something more internal. It sounds like there was a cyst or something because it, it went on like a long time, right? Yeah, it like it, it it went, and then there was pain and cramping and and nausea, and then it kind of went away. And then every time she would turn over, she felt her like organs shift, and it would start yeah. Yeah, all organs, again. Organs don't shift, so. They absolutely don't shift. They do too. Like all <laughs> of a really sudden, you're like, shift. they're down there and they have maracas and a little samba line and they're all pancreas shift with the spleen. No, they don't. No. But I hate having someone medical on the show. That really fucks up all my theories. Sorry. I hate that guy. I tend to believe Abyss in all of this. Whatever. Fed life is the place where unicorns play, but then they fuck each other in the ass with their horns because that's the kind of freaky shit that happens on Fed Life. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of each post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. <laughs> what did they grant us? They permit me. Fuck. See, it was that nipple. 
Yeah, yeah, that nipple that, just it's making my asshole still spun clench. your fucking world, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, right. that's right. That's a thing now. That's a fet life fetish right there. Kathy, I found a post called "Empty, Empty" by Little Annie, and she says, "I don't think I have the constitution for casual sex." Oh. There was a sex party not long ago. I did have fun, but something wasn't quite right. It's not like I did anything I didn't want to do. But then when I got home later, it dawned on me that it meant nothing. I felt empty and lonely. It would be easy to just grab any person off the street, but that's not me. I have sex because I want to get to know someone better because I want to deepen a connection that's already there. I don't have to be in love to have sex with someone, but I at least have to have a basic connection, an ability to look in their eyes and think, yes, this person is precious to me. I kept my eyes closed for most of it, honestly, and that told me something. Mm. Now that I know myself better, I know what I have to do in the future, but for the moment, I still feel, feel a bit empty as if I burned away my sexual energy to power a treadmill going nowhere. Hmm. That was kind of a bummer, man. Kind of was. It broke my heart. But I think what I liked was that she had that, she had a realization. This is who I am. It doesn't and I work don't for think me. I'm going to yeah. do it anymore. And this is what I'm demanding of myself. And like, I get that. It's, it sounded also very droppy to me. It's, yeah. It sounded a lot like drop. Because um, I've had that when we, you know, there's been play and stuff. Like, she described the whole empty feeling. Oh, was this worth something? Was this just a, a, a flame of passion? Was this, you know, did it mean anything to did the other person? Me? Exactly. They, you know, yeah. I mean, I was really good with sport fucking when I was younger. I really, you know, I could, I could fuck you and just be like, okay, bye bye. I don't even give a fuck. Toodles. I got mine. But as I've gotten older, my definition of casual sex has definitely changed. Um, like for me, it's like, I can have sex with multiple partners. I just can't like, there has to at least be flirting beforehand, getting to know you, not like we need to talk about our life together, blah, blah, blah. But like, I at least know that there's a chemistry there. And then afterwards there better at least be some texting or phone calls to know that I just wasn't a one and done. Like, I mean, we can be one and done. I don't give a fuck, but I just can't feel like shit afterwards. Exactly. And that's, yeah. I, and then this one, I picked this post because it actually struck a nerve with me because in, in the part of it, she says something like, I've been telling myself that I need to get out there more. And then she, at the end of the post, she realizes, no, that's actually not what I mean. And that struck a nerve with me because I, for a long time, I mean, I'm 50 and I'm just now realizing only a few years ago, I realized I really just need to be who I want to be and stop all this damn, I should do this and I should do that. And if I were a mature person, I'd do this. And if I were a carefree person, I'd do that. And I should be running around frolicking and doing what everyone else does and what everyone else says I should do. And there's just this uh, feeling of peace that comes over you when you realize, no, this is who I am and this is what I'm going to go after. And it, her post very much sounded like that to me. Mm-hmm. So you're not seeking the external whatever's that social validation is by being more of an extrovert by being more sexual by being exactly because i i actually need and i use this word a lot i need to bond with somebody and people get scared when they hear that word i don't mean i'm going to stalk you i don't mean i have to fall head over heels in love with you and be with you 24 7 be your one and only i can bond with you and only see you once in a while but that has to be there i have to i have to be able to look in your eyes just like she said and know that that person on the other end is someone who sees me too i see this as a flex for me this is like a flexible uh problem 
that it is not for me it's not an identity problem for me well it is an identity problem when i am comfortable with myself when i care about myself when i am invested in myself uh when i don't mind being alone with myself i can have more casual sex and not get that empty droppy used feeling at the end of that when i first started playing um you know when i came to threshold you know you know however many years ago um i a lot of people because you know a lot of people knew me and saw that i was silly and whatever and so a lot of people wanted to play with me but it was all like a lot of play and then they get up and then they just bail and then go play immediately with someone else and it's like that ha bye and i remember at that time how butthurt that used to make me but that was before i was still living in all sorts of resentment and you know i hadn't really done a lot of the self work that i did 3 4 years ago so since that work all of a sudden now i can have more of those quick interactions whether the person uses me or not whether whatever that agenda is for the play it doesn't hurt me as much i don't drop because i'm okay with being with myself so i don't think that's the only thing people do I think people have casual sex for the wrong reasons, but I see more serial monogamists that have relationships for the wrong reasons because they don't want to feel alone, because they don't want to feel um, that they are lacking that security of a relationship. So I think it can kind of go both ways. Well, I don't know if she's necessarily saying that she wants to be in a committed relationship or anything. She says she she has to have a connection because that's my that was my concern. Like, what what was the definition of casual sex for people? Right. Because if it's a nameless whatever fuck, where because she was talking about a sex party. Right. She shows up, pays her whatever, and fucks yeah, whoever fucks she her. wants. Yeah. And then she walks away. She which, has no connection Which after is actually that. pretty rare for yeah. humans. I mean, yeah. I, I'm I, a pretty heavy fucking whore. I've never really been like, to, to me, a that orgy. And there are certain people that that's their kink. That's what they want. They want nameless. They want no connection. They want to be able to just fuck, get it, get it done, and, and get out. Right. But for me, even if it's just a fuck, get it done, whatever, I still need to feel like I was more than just a wormhole. Right. So it is an empty, horrible feeling when you walk away feeling that way. And I don't think that's not your kink. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. For not for everybody. For me, absolutely. 100% not something that makes me feel good. And I don't know if it's necessarily little Annie or, or, um, Kathy or myself is saying that we can't do the casual sex, but casual doesn't mean anonymous. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be something before and after. Well, I think a lot of people in the, in the casual the definition of casual sex is somebody you're not necessarily dating long-term or having a relationship with. I think for most of us, casual sex means you've met someone, you know, maybe at the club, you've spent some time with them and then, you know, kind of do it and move on. See, but like you got to know them, you now had an experience. There's generally going to be a phone call or whatever after she's talking about flat out going out and just having, and having fucks. Yeah. And then that's, that was where I was getting a little questioning on the, yeah, Self-love, man. It's the answer for everything. Well, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have shitty, like, self-esteem if you want to feel like someone loves you at the end. If you, if like you said, like she (laughs) says, I felt, I closed, kept my eyes closed for most of it. Something's wrong. Then she She was was absolutely right. Or, or they were just ugly people she was having sex with. No? Nipple in the butthole. Get away oh from my butthole. God, that's it. I'm going on to the next one. <laughs> it was a good post. It was a great post. Thank you to little Annie. This next one I love because the title sounds like an epic 
movie. <laughs> I want an echo at the end of this. It's called Kink, the Parallel Universe. Universe, universe, universe. <laughs> Thank you for that echo. <laughs> oh, I'll put a fucking echo in it post. What? Oh, I'll do it. I just, it's here we go. It was a good. No, your echo was. It your, was your echo good. Was, what now? It's, I gotta validate the echo. The echo needs echo, validation. Echo, echo, echo. It's that was a perfect echo. validation. Validation. <laughs> abyss, this is abyss, by abyss. 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 <laughs> what? She, Don't look at me like that. Clearly. Huh? Huh? It's huh? written by Vanks. Kink the. Are you? <laughs> Stop flashing your nipple at her. <laughs> Anyone I want to smell you. my nipple? There might still be Don't some. It's been there. four days. Oh. No. Oh my god. So Vanks. He was thanks, a. He was thanks, a. Michelle. Yes, he Vanks. A, he wrote Kink, the parallel universe. Universe, 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 universe. universe. <laughs> Devlico, he says, this world is hidden, a secret, and sometimes even frowned upon. This world is misinterpreted and misunderstood. Kink is not a lifestyle. It is a universe. It's here where the Sunday school teacher, after teaching her students about the word of God, gets a good hard fuck in the bathroom of that same church. It's here where the couple arrives home after attending a conservative traditional wedding, only to have their polyamorous partners welcome them at the door. It's here where the word slut can actually mean something beautiful, where the friendly and warm-hearted expose their darkness, where sex and intimacy is craved more than breath. This is the universe unknown to many. Welcome. Hmm. Universe, 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 <laughs> universe, universe, perverts, perverts, perverts. This, I know, I, when I read this, I thought that is exactly how I've always felt about the kink community. Like, it's this alternate universe that sits alongside the regular vanilla world, and nobody knows about it, and every once in a while, I could just step to the right and slip into this alternate universe, and where all the crazy happens, and the stuff that everyone would lock you up for i'm gonna i'm gonna uh make another point of view of that and that is is that world that is not the kink universe is the fairy tale and here is where we get to be real and explore ourselves without judgment this is the reality the reality is is that if you have a sexual desire especially the things he was talking about the sunday school teacher faking to everyone in that fake fucking fantasy world uh, and then really her desire is to sneak in the closet and get fucked. Now that is real. What she is doing in that Sunday school class is playing a front. That's what our entire society is based on. Kink wouldn't seem like an alternate universe if we just allowed ourselves. We're like this. I, I get really I got really pissed at this because I'm like, I am so sick of being this fucking secret. Like somehow we are the the weird ones. We're here. We're being honest with each other. I can look at somebody and say, hey, you know what? I appreciate you and I want to learn you and then I want to have sex with you. And these are the things I want to do. And I can look at someone else and say, these are the things that I want to do to you. And we're honest and we're real and we negotiate. And we're the ones that are talked about is like this weird fucked up thing. When out there, they're living the fucking illusion. Not us. They're the ones faking it with their conservative bullshit and then acting it out in sexual ways, usually ending up hurting themselves or getting arrested. Well, you're right. In a perfect world, it would be right that way, but it unfortunately is not and will probably be many, many, many decades or hundreds of years before the rest of the world. Perverted podcast will oh, yes. make 
We will we're show the, the motherfucking world. Yeah, so 100 years from now, when we're all dead, they'll just unearth this archive of <laughs> podcasts and go, boy, these motherfuckers had it right. They, they were ahead of their time. <laughs> I didn't know it was okay to put a nipple in a butthole. It's oh still my. not okay to yes. put a nipple in a Even butthole. Even 100 years from now, it will still not be okay. No, 100 years no. from now, it'll be like, they'll just be it'll like be statues, bronze statues of like me, you know, fucking with my <laughs> nipple him. there and a bist bent over like, what? With that like question mark look. But then she's down with it because it's fucking okay to do in society now because we don't have to live in some bullshit fucking social construct of fake religions and bullshit morals anyway bam nipple in the butthole this is our world you be yourself you don't have to be kinky you don't have to be kinky you don't have to do kinky things or whatever we call kinky but what we do here is real and honest and what they do out there they hide their kinks they hide their kinks. I get it, but I just cannot imagine a world in which... People were able to be honest with each other and yes. say, hey, you know what? I like something up my ass. Quite frankly, I cannot imagine that world. Would be a pretty cool world. I don't know. Our world's pretty cool. Yeah. It's yeah. just... I, I would love it. It's just hard to imagine. Also, a lot of these parallels that he's describing is part of what gets it its hot nature. That's so true. He was sitting Wouldn't there talking about, he was ta- sitting there talking about like the CEO coming in after a long business thing where, you know, this head businessman comes in and then he, you know, he greets his mistress by getting on his knees and licking her fucking boots at the end. Sure. <laughs> like there is some hotness to the fact that, <laughs> Michelle's all, ah. <laughs> 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 the, there's some hotness to the fact that it is not. It, and to be honest, being sex positive doesn't necessarily mean throw it in everyone's face. There's absolutely no reason. I'm not saying throw it in people's faces. I'm saying just be you, who you are. But I'm, there is also a dignity and a there is where there is social norms, understanding that you have to re- rein it in a little bit is not always a bad thing. You know, there is, so. I mean, there is, we can, we can agree to disagree on this one. I thought it was well, a great post. I thought too. there was, it was a beautiful, beautiful, um, showed a lot of the parallels that people in our, our universe, 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 universe <laughs> have to, uh, deal with. And it's true. Like, it, cause most people will not understand like me being a nurse and I still have to explain to people that yes, I like hurting people. I enjoy causing physical pain to people. So they wonder why I went into nursing and I'm trying to help people. Well, now, are these people you're so, in conversations with? Or is this like a... Gen- Once again, this is the bullshit I no, put out there. No, this is here in the dungeon. That's okay. That, you, I'm then just that's saying a conversation. people are- the, the world, the utopia, which is funny to call it a utopia, the utopia I'm talking about is where people actually engage other people in conversations about who they are instead of who they want to be or who they have to pretend to be to not lose their job or to not get kicked out of school or to not get their kids taken away in a custody battle. So you're saying in meshing these two worlds together, it's not like I'm going to put my puppy yeah. guy on a leash and take him to the park but I can still have it and be hot by, because it happens here at the dungeon or it happens in my bedroom but it's not taboo for a nurse it, the conversation wouldn't yeah. stop it, the conversation could continue at a dinner party it could be an open hey you know, Abyss, tell me how it is, how does that work? And it wouldn't be a taboo subject. What a great, you could what discuss a, it openly. What a great conversation that is. I mean, every, every time I have had that conversation with somebody who has asked me just an honest question and I've given them an honest answer, it has always been an incredible experience. And when people don't live with that fear, you don't have to do 
you don't have to be kinky. But that whole issue that we have so many people that are repressing that and what we see astronomically across the board is the people that are kinky that are really, really reserved and socially, you know, beaten down by their religions and families and stuff like that. When they do act out, it usually isn't with any education. It can usually be negative, And a lot of times it ends up being abusive because they didn't have that conversation because they're so fucking wrapped up in that illusion that they think they have to live that they can't ask anybody a question. So they don't know. So then they just grab some fucking light bulb and shove it up their ass and they're in the fucking ER. And then it's funny. Well, that's, I'll, I'll give you that. Then we have a segment on it and we talk about them. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will give you that. Well, I, I like this post. I like it a lot. It was a great post. Yeah, and it generated some great conversation because I hadn't thought of what you were, were talking about, Boogie. I just thought it was really hot and cool that it's an alternate universe and, and I kind of like it. Like I that. don't think it's taboo either. I think I can do fine. If the world was able to talk about kink, it would still fucking turn me on because that's what I like doing. What do you think? Universe, 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 universe. There's always a kink you don't know about yet. So let's learn one now on Fetish Roulette. So last week, we, uh, Mark dug into a bowl. Excuse me while I die. <clears throat> Nipple in the anus. Um, Mark picked a random fetish out of uh, Kathy's uh, Pyrex container bowl. The one with the Hobbit, right? Yes, the Hobbit. And Frodo. so, so uh, I went and did some research on that, and I come up with: Does a boob brush give you a rush? Do you give sneaky wang rubs at the club? Do you try to trick hands into touching your man gland? This is a not... Yes, it just sunk into you. I said man gland. Fuck off. I have to rhyme. This is the non-consensual sexual assault called Froderism. Where's the echo? Echo, echo, echo. Frodo, <laughs> Frodo, Frodo, Frodo Baggins, Frodo Baggins, furry feet. It is not a furry foot one. fetish. Froder, it's EU, I don't know how to pronounce it. Froderism is a paraphilic interest in rubbing usually one's pelvic area or erect penis against a non-consenting person for sexual pleasure. It may involve touching any part of the body, including the genital area. A person who practices froderistic acts is known as a froteur. What? <laughs> it's F R O T T E fritter fritter. It's apple fritter. It's when you fuck an apple fritter with vegan fruit bats. Toucherism is a sexual arousal based on grabbing and rubbing one's hand against an unsuspecting and non-consenting person. It usually involves touching breasts, buttocks, genital areas, often while quickly walking across the victim's path. So, this is a kink where they enjoy getting their fingers broken. This when they get caught. When they're around abyss. This is it. If they try it on her. Yes. Extra tight, inappropriate uncle hugs. Oh, you've grown up so much. Ew. Oh. God, that's so disgusting. 
extra tight, inappropriate uncle hugs? Who's, who's, uh, ladies, have you ever had that? The uncle that... No, didn't no. I just talk about this like yeah, no. last week or the week the before? The uncle that yeah. hugs you yes. a little yes. bit too. Extra tight, inappropriate uncle hugs. Oh, you've grown up so much. And, you know, there's uh, on the bus, on the club, subways are notorious for fraudulism. Anyone who's um, been to a, a Hollywood club. Yeah, where oons, people oons, are oons, grinding. And they got that goddamn, like, you got their dick, like, all up on your thigh, and you're like, why? Why? That is. Why? It, that is. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a taser and be all. <laughs> your weenie jumped. Borrow my Michelle's taser. <laughs> so this is actually, a th- I mean, we were going into this and, and I was like, oh, look, jokes, jokes. We're going to make jokes. It's about Frodo feet and whatever. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that's that's absolutely. Everything sex- we, we talked That's actually about literally sexual do. abuse and non-consexual. <laughs> yeah. I know we say your kink is your kink, but acting on this kink is non-consensual and it's abuse. So fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Extra tight, inappropriate uncle hugs. Oh, you've grown up so much. <laughs> None of these that we pick from the jar is ever really something that well, I mean, is we've bad. had some like funny hey, ones. Hey, dendrophilia, like, yeah. tree fuckers. Like, yeah. you know, was and the menno, the menno people who like their period. That's not, that's not no, a fact. You know. No, one this is... one is flat out abuse and non-consent. Yeah. Yeah. And in don't part of it, the folks. universe, 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 universe. <laughs> we don't support that. <laughs> okay, now that we've gone off to the, did you, if you're going to raise your hand, get the fuck on the mic. Jesus Christ. What are we in nursery school? Oh, universe, universe, universe. Okay. Oh, God, Jesus. The mic. I, yes. I was just going to say also, I had a chick at work who used to do that shit to me with her tits. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she get well, she was like this little Mexican chick with like these like double Fs and she'd just like, oh hi Michelle. Vroom. Did it make that sound? <laughs> yeah, and like all over my back and she was all so Michelle. I think I need this from you i'm like yeah no thank you all the time you know i I have had the co-worker who will like you're typing or something and they'll lean over and like their boob just sits on your arm yeah and you're like what or they like to put your boob like right on your shoulder it's like a parrot what's that that called you know rock memory you know your boobs are big when you have to use a doppler effect (laughs) (laughs) hello hello So predominantly in the in the stuff we looked up, um, that it's mostly men. But now, obviously, we find out that there's actually a lot of women that do this. Are just very not like I do feel like they get a thrill out of just like seeing how far they can push. Like even if it's like non-conscious, like they'll just put like a boob on an arm, and you're just like, I had patients who did that because I had computers where my arms were up, right. and they lean over to see what I'm typing, and like just use it like a shelf oh. <laughs> like you mean your older patients where the, just like, where just the like, boobs just, hanging a little bit and I'm just like excuse, excuse me a little bit of <laughs> lower paleolithic boob hanging please, there please remove your mammary from my arm <laughs> does this get you hot honey <laughs> so between the club where you have the dude who's like poking you in the side it's like it's like it's like that morning wood situation where it's like if I poke you enough with it maybe you'll do something to it <laughs> so here we so now we've had our fun uh, talking uh, about the stupidity of of acting this out because it is non consensual and there is a chance for role play uh, to occur in this. So once again, just because you have a fetish or a fascination for doing something 
doesn't mean that you can't act that out. It just means you need to negotiate that into a play with your play partners. You can absolutely uh, set up a scene in the dungeon where you're going to do that and you have, you know, your partner um, and you are going to reenact that and still be able to get out a certain part of that fetish. So it doesn't mean there's not an outlet for you. It just what we're saying is is that that is non-consensual. You need the consent. You absolutely need the consent. I mean, and you could have two or three. I mean, I do it all the time. There's like, you know, a few people that I play. I rub up against you all the time. But I. But you have you already have a withstanding consent. You have already gotten consent from that. The whole point of this fetish is saying that it it's is non-consensual. It, you get you get the rocks off. Yeah, by but you being can role play the non-consent because we do consensual non-consent all the time. So you can still role play it. So. You just can't do it non-consensually. You'll yeah. get punched yeah, in no, the throat. Yeah, no, go fuck yourself. Who chose this fucking list of fetishes? I think it was I don't you. Know. I think you <laughs> chose it. <laughs> I thought it was going to be all cute and fuzzy feet yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And now like I'm like, Lord oh, this is actually really, really <laughs> creepy. Okay. Oh. Really. Everyone feel... Feel relaxed. No. <laughs> we are now. <laughs> that ding at the end just killed my buzz. <laughs> That's a chime. Is that what that is? Those are finger symbols. Those are fucking Zildjian finger symbols. Those like, aren't even. Bing! Those aren't even. That's my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard cling oh at the God. end. That, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard and they're From like. From your nipple that you stuck Like in it's better than ass. yours. Damn right it's better than yours. I could teach you, but I'd have to charge. Cling. La, 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 la. Okay, I dated myself. Yeah, that's old. I know. There's going to be like three, there's going to be like three perverted podcast listeners that are like in their mid 30s that are going to be like, oh, I remember that jam. That was hot. <laughs> <laughs> so we got some mail from someone who chose to remain anonymous. 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 Why? Why wouldn't you want to announce to the entire world that you talked to perverted podcast? What do we say that is not amazing and inspiring to the masses? What? Nipple in the anus. That could be part of it. Maybe. Maybe that. Okay, good. So this person chose to be anonymous, but they asked an interesting question, which I I said, let's tackle this because it's something that is not in our realm of uh, understanding. I think it's always. in abysses. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, so they just, they basically wrote some stuff and they said, can you please talk about, uh, the correlation between BDSM and ritual magic slash spirituality? And instantly I see that and I'm like, okay, so we got a, uh, we got two atheists and a non-religious pagan on the show. So boy, we're going to really able to say I'm pretty solid a, on lot, it. a lot of stuff <laughs> about this, but I did think of, uh, some other stuff that I, I went, even as an atheist, I mean, obviously I, I used to be or consider myself or think I was very spiritual and had a whole kind of delusion based around that that ideology. But even as an atheist, um, when I talk about what is spirituality to me, it's anything that I do that connects me to everything. You know, a star blew up. There was a bunch of shit that came out of it. It coalesced. It formed planets. We're all stuff made happened. That same We're stuff. all ma- we are all everything, and so that ripping away of my identity 
you know, and my ego and how I'm going to rule the world with perverted podcast and my penis um, together and my, my nipple. Um, when I rip all of that away, that is my spirituality and my BDSM play connects me because I am no longer thinking about my social positioning or, or, you know, my fake identity. Um, I'm just living in that moment, especially when it's like visceral primal or whatever play at that moment. I feel I would call that very spiritual as a connection to just being what evolved into me and with the other person. I mean, it's very similar. Everything I've, because I was raised pagan. And for me, it was what I always took away from it was your connection to the earth, your connection to the elements, your connection to the spirits and what came before you and honoring what came before you. And in a lot of ways, appealing to what is is in nature. And if you look at old like old Rush, uh, old uh, Roman rites of passage and so forth. Like if they had, um, we talked about this a little bit with the dendrophilia was, mm-hmm. um, you know, you would, you would sow your oats. You would literally go and, you know, masturbate onto the fields and you would, nice. you know, it was, you know, it was very, a lot of it was sex based because if you look at the old religions, it was a man and a woman and to create life, you need both. And what do you do to create life? And it was all about, you know, the animals and bringing in um, the spirits. And in many cultures, it was very aggressive and very violent because at that point of time, that's what life was. It was you eat, you drink, you fuck, you try and procreate and you die. And it was generally a short, angry life. And it was a short, you know war-torn life but it was it was they would have these rituals that would bring them back to um kind of center themselves and i can see in a lot of ways with bdsm it's similar if you watch a master-slave relationship and you watch normally um it was very beautiful we had a we had a couple here who before they started any other scenes he would put down a little rug and he would get on his knees and she would put his collar on him and he would symbolically give himself to her before the scene and he would transfer all of his ownership and and who he was to her. And that power exchange, you see it in the old rites and the old, the old magic. It's, it's a very similar thing. If you ever watch someone like the dancers, oh, they're the Turkish spinners. They're the ones who dance. And it's like, they literally will spin themselves into a trance. Hmm. And the one hand is up to, you know, to support, you know, to to be in touch with God. And the other hand is down in order to be part of the earth. And they will literally spend for hours to two hours to. Yeah, they make anyone feel kind of, you know, kind of connected with spirituality. But that's the thing. It's like a lot of these things. It's it's a lot of it's the same shit we're doing with BDSM. We fuck with endorphins. And if that's going to make you see God, then. (laughs) Or whatever your version of God is. Absolutely. (laughs) That's nice, Kathy. What do you think? Nah, I got nothing. You got, you got, no, you got nothing. I you got a little no, magic I, finger in the no. pooter there. I have a very, I have a, a disconnection to that word spirituality because I'm not spiritual. I used to be, and um, I've seen a lot of scenes here in the dungeon that were very spiritual to the people who were doing them. Right. Uh, and they invariably involved ritual. And it was bonding experience, and it meant something. It really meant something to them. I obviously don't believe that it was 
spiritual or magic in any way because I think that what they were doing was connecting. And if they want to label it spirituality, I think that's great. Um, but for me personally, I don't. I, I that it's just like Abyss said. That's the chemicals in your brain doing it's a plac- stuff. It's a, it's a it's a sexy placebo. Yeah, and that's I mean, and that's to, to us. And if if someone yeah. else has, you know, if you look at what was considered magic, you know, five hundred years ago, it has been replaced a lot of times with the word science. Sure. There's there's some definition changes, but I will I will take the middle ground on this as the non atheist. <laughs> And the the non religion hater. <laughs> hey, I, don't hate I don't hate religion. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you do. Yeah, you do. I'll take the middle road, and I will go. Hey, you know, I look at it this way: taking the horrendous things done in religion's name out of it. If you look at them for an individual basis, if that is what helps these people feel connected and, and have really amazing spiritual, sexual, whatever moments, I say more power to them. Placebo. (laughs) It is. I am just saying it's a placebo. I don't think a placebo is a bad thing because a placebo is doing something. If you do something. When you have your cold, I'll give you your antibiotics and it'll make it all better. (laughs) Wait a minute. What does that have to do with a placebo? Because colds are viruses. It would be a placebo. You can't treat a virus with an antibiotic. Oh, see what you did there? That was like that. If a rooster's if a rooster's on a roof, which way does the egg go down thing? You just tried to make me look stupid there. No. You just tried to make, because you don't give. Never mess with a nurse. You don't give antibiotics. Did I say antibiotics? No, I said placebo. No, that's what I'm saying. It would be a placebo effect. Oh, 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 oh. Wow. Now I just didn't even understand you and you I'm worsened. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to make you. Meh. <laughs> Boogie dumb. Boogie's not dumb. I'm sorry. (laughs) Boogie dumb. Placebo. I can fuck them on an island. I can fuck them on a cloud. I may never get to fuck a celebrity, but in my mind I can fuck them now. I'm just well. They can't. The our studio audience can't hear the jingles. So every once so in a while, I'm like a mountain. <laughs> this is all they see. they see they, us go silent, and then our shoulders start moving. Sway. And we're like no, going in. What? what Michelle? I love how I'm sitting there, and you're singing, and you're thrusting, thrusting. your pelvic, and you're eye fucking me the whole time. I am. Thank I you. am. Well, I'm I like can. All wet now. Here, wait, wait, no, move over. Step, step two feet to the. Stop there. Stop there. Hang on. Ramon? I can fuck them on an island. Now I'm looking at you. <laughs> I can fuck them on a cloud. Yeah, that's right. Now I'm putting you both in it. Yeah. That's right. Mm. Oh, no. There he comes. Oh, no. You made Ramon get off the couch. Oh, no. Look at that. He's up now. He's coming to the He's mic. Up. Now I just want you to put my nipple in my pee hole. <laughs> get over here, you. You Ew. savage. Oh, wow. Guys in your nipples, man. What the fuck, dude? What is it with them? I don't know. That's just unsanitary. I know. It's just gross. Oh, don't be butt shy with me. We've done so many wonderful butt things. Except for that one. No, so it's not, that's, you're, are you, I mean, really, you, you it sniffed felt, it afterwards. That made me incredibly uncomfortable. That's so bizarre. <laughs> it I was can't. weird enough. And then you sniffed. Well, it's right don't, there. Don't look at Mark like, hey, I'm going to get some support from this, why, right? Why is my, oh, Mark's throwing me under the motherfucking bus. Mark is like, uh-uh. 
Uh-huh. As well she should. What? All right. Celebrity masturbation challenge. All right. So this month was a little awkward. Mm. A little awkward. Uh, I guess Kathy bailed. Oh, <laughs> now who's throwing who under Kath- the bus? It's, she wrote it right here. This is Kathy's subtle way of of saying she didn't take the challenge. I did. She just I'm... puts it on, on the set list. <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like crazy week equals no masturbation. That's right. How, how does that even happen? Because okay. I was sleeping on different couches in different oh, homes. I am not okay. going to Which makes it hotter. Rub one out oh. with strange okay, people in the okay, next that's room. That, all right. All right. I'll give you that one. Thank you. <laughs> with Priscilla. <laughs> I actually was. I slept at my cousin's and Priscilla was off to the side. And her other cat, Chanel, kept climbing up on the bed. Bed okay. In the yeah. of the night. Was Priscilla just sitting there whacking herself Priscilla. off with her one fucking leg? <laughs> I gotta, I'm gonna get this fucking. Priscilla nut. passes out in front of the heater and just sleeps all night. <laughs> She's adorable. I wake up in the morning. She we opens put, we, one eye and looks at me. We made the page. The Priscilla Awards are on the page. So if you have a fucked up pet, send us your picture and a bio about the fucked up pet, and we'll put it and we'll give it a Priscilla Ugh. Award. Because we love fucked up pets. We do yeah. love so, but and we love uh, the fact that Kathy doesn't have the. The bravery. No, it wasn't, dude. I don't blame her. You have to be in a certain place to rub one out. I mean, who said rub one out? It's celebrity masturbation challenge. You're, you're, it's a celebrity yeah, orgasm no, no, no. challenge. If you're on someone, yeah, no, you you're can on sleep anywhere in a parking lot on True. the floor of the dungeon. I, you know, I can't. I have to have my own True. place. It's no. not a choice, okay? <laughs> I'd like to sleep in a bed. Just sometimes there's only a dungeon floor. Just tell us who you masturbated to. I masturbate to you. Oh, my what? God. And you. I'm not a celebrity. You. Okay, so I... This wasn't successful, but it was kind of cool. And I didn't have... Uh, I was in a place, and it was actually today, because I had forgot that we had this. So I'm like, well, I just got to go and fucking grab my dick and think about someone. And I go, I'm going Megan Fox on this one. Mm. Oh, yeah. Megan. Do, do you guys not know who Megan Fox is? Transformers. Avengers? Oh, Transformers. Yeah. yeah. Which Transformers? I know one of those days. I don't know. One of the early ones. Okay. She was, she was the, she's in She's a brunette, right? Yeah, she's a brunette. She's, no, she was hot. She's smoking hot yeah. and uh, really sexy. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to molest me some, some Megan Fox here. So, I, of course, in my mind, so I just go into the bathroom, stand over the damn urinal. That's what I do, because oh. see, I can do it. I can do it anywhere, and I go, this is dirty, and so all of a sudden, I just brought Megan into the bathroom with me. Why? Just because it's <laughs> dirty, and Megan got on her knees and started doing some stuff with her transformer little loving mouth there, and she was going at it, and I'm like, yeah, this is fucking hot, and she's just got a really pretty face, so of course, you know, when that's doing things on your junk, you're... You're into it, and it was fucking hot, and then all of a sudden, I fucking went, I'm Bumblebee. And I expanded, and I fucking arms went out, and fucking like lasers and like two semi-trucks on my nutsack were popping out there. And so I like turn in it. All of a sudden, it turns very anime, because I'll admit that maybe if a Transformer tried to fuck Megan Fox, it might be a little rough on her, you know, because she's got that whole, you know, bio organic thing going on. So all of a sudden it became like an anime, like I'm all machined out and yet my penis is like machiney. It's gray with like fucking things and, and it's huge and it's, you know, goes in here. God, it makes that noise. <laughs> oh, turn off. And it was awesome. And so, uh, and I just kind of enjoyed what that's a plane, by the way. Abyss, we're, we're by the Burbank <laughs> Airport there. 
So I'm going, and then, you know, obviously there had to be some Transformer anal going on. So I turned my fucking shit into like a submarine with an American flag painted on the side. I think he's making this up. This didn't And then really the British happen. flag was on the other side. Oh, you yeah, know. he's making it up. Okay, but I did turn into a Transformer and fuck her with a big green sort of semi-mechanical dick. And it was hot. She dug it, and uh, that, that slut's calling me the next day. I'm telling you, you watch, you watch perverted podcasts. They're going to go, Hey Megan, this, this, this amazing, hot, liberal, atheist, atheist, (laughs) atheist, love God named Count Boogie. This is going to be another, it's going to talk. And then all of a sudden, like (laughs) 10 guys that love Megan Fox are going to come here and beat me to death with clubs. You violated her with a transformer penis. Can we go on to abyss Mm. now? Because, yeah, because we're skipping Kathy. Crazy week equals no masturbation. Hey, slacker. No, couch surfing. No, I get that. Yeah. Plus, all I can think of is poor Megan Fox on her knees in that goddamn bathroom. Ew. Um, Anywho, so I, I, in my fantasy, I mopped the bathroom thoroughly and put down <laughs> a kneeling pad for her. Exactly. And it was actually a new urinal that I had installed prior to raping her mouth. Did it have a? Hey, uh, it had a little, a little urinal, urinal cake, cake in it. Little, was it was it was it apple scented it, urinal? It was cake? an apple scented urinal cake. Did you smack her in the face a little I bit did. with it? I did, just for look. Mark's laughing. Should we tell that story? Hold, well, we'll, we'll do okay, later, but um, so. Much like Boogie, I was in the oh shit boat. Like I got home today after work. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna write up my notes. This is gonna be great. Oh hey, celebrity masturbation challenge. <laughs> shit. So I'm gonna write up my notes and then go upstairs. <laughs> and I'm all, who am I gonna think about? Better feed the dogs first. Okay. <laughs> is this your foreplay? It was. <laughs> Before you can throw yourself down. Throw on the myself bed. and take myself. And I was sitting there and I'm like, who? Okay. All right. Who's sexy? Who am I going to dig on besides Count Boogie ah. with his ah. nipples? Ah. Um, see, this I, I, I'm, I masturbate about you all the time. So I had to change it up. I sense sarcasm. This was actually Chris Pratt. Why do I not know who that is? Uh, apparently, some everyone <laughs> on the couch knows who this guy is. I went. Uh, I went with the Owen Grady one for the the top guy from uh, Jurassic World. Yes. Oh, the like rugged, like the the yeah, and the, the motorcycle r- and the oh god, the bad boy with mm. a little pack of marbles. <laughs> no, he, and he had a pack of velociraptors. Ooh. Yeah, he had trained the velociraptors, so he's like, and he wanted everyone to know that he was like, you know, these are actual animals and they they have lives, and he was very cons- he, he was very pro animal and it was very sweet and dangerous because he worked with raptors. Rawr. Only and- Abyss would have dinosaurs <laughs> in her masterpiece. That was also the I other part. Hear, I want to hear this thing. I usually don't want to hear them. I want to hear this one. There was also the thing where I was like, and I can have dinosaurs. So, <laughs> <laughs> it was literary. Anyone who knows me knows I have a thing for dinosaurs, but. Um, um, so for me, it was the sexy guy and, you know, we were, I was the, I was like the, you know, assistant park ranger or whatever. And, you know, I'm out there helping with the dinosaurs because I love them. And, you know, we have a connection and he has this motorcycle. I also have a thing for motorcycles, I guess. Damn, this is hitting all your buttons. It is. And so we go off to go like find someplace. And so we go riding off and 
I don't actually want to get off the bike because it's in the middle of the Jurassic World and there's like giant bugs. So, <laughs> so penetrated I, by a mosquito. <laughs> so I literally just have him stop and like flip around and just start riding him on the motorcycle because that's hot. And, uh, you know, so I ride him to glory and, uh, until I come screaming and then we go play with baby dinosaurs. It was fantastic. <laughs> okay. All right. I have to... See? Very good. Round of applause. And, and the women in the room are like, yeah, we didn't get in dirt. Yep. <laughs> There's a attractive fella. I thought this was going to be a whole thing where, like, you know, he's controlling the dinosaurs to bite just hard enough on her arms to hold her down. No, no. You see, like, did you just, like, co-top? Did you just, like, side-top my fantasy in your head? I know. That's very <laughs> awkward because I have kind of a one-dick policy. Yeah, and like, all of a sudden, I'm like, you know, I include myself in. So I you just, just replace. I become Chris. Chris. What is it? Chris Pratt. Pratt? Chris, mm, Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Well, whatever. Well, I don't know. Uh... What? What? No. no. What? Um. It's Lois. The hypersexual computer-generated co-host. Oh, Lo, Lois. Mm. Hey, Lois. Um, so our hypersexual computer-generated uh, co-host. Well, you can tell Kathy and I are super excited. Yeah. Um, so apparently funny. has a uh, a uh, and I think Lois was talking to Mark or something. <sighs> And like Mark's, you know, they're like talking and I think Mark actually told, you know, and Lois got all turned on. I'd... I'm so excited to do this. It was easy to pick my celebrity masturbation challenge. My pussy drenching fantasy fuck is Stephen Hawking's wheelchair. <laughs> Stephen Hawking's wheelchair. Lois, Lois, are you talking about Stephen Hawking's the the disabled genius that writes uh, about physics and stuff like? Is this this is this is who you're wanting to? Oh my goodness! Yes, that's the one. I must admit, it was a little awkward at first because I was really wanting to fuck the wheelchair, and I can't get out of my mind that little bent, fucked up science dude sitting in it. I was trying to imagine someone would get a shovel and scoop this guy out so I can be alone to fuck the chair, but it wouldn't work and I was getting distracted. But then, I decided to stretch myself and see if could get my pussy nut off by including the cripple in the fuck session. Plus he kinda looks cute with his scrunchy, weird looking face and I was horny. So fuck it, let's rock. So I pictured myself in a large dark cave with a satanic altar in the middle that I was strapped to. Stephen Hawking's wheelchair was bathed in the light of the fire torches that circled the altar. The wheelchair had a 10-inch flash drive that made me wet like a mermaid hooker. The wheelchair rolled up to me and jabbed it in my pussy. I screamed with cunt-stretching excitement. It kept shooting bursts of electricity into my tight hole till until I couldn't take it anymore. But when I was about to come, that whacked out Stephen Hawking's guy started farting vintage video game characters out of his wrinkled ass. First it was Mario, then Pac-Man then Donkey Kong and a shitload of digital bananas. It was so random that I lost my orgasm and ended up shopping on eBay for the rest of the night. It's Lois. I am horrified. Absolutely horrified. 
That is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to record in. If you're in the Los Angeles or surrounding areas, visit Threshold.org and find out about joining their kinky family. Uh, and thank you to everybody but <laughs> Lois for putting us through that. To Abyss. <laughs> Woo! To Boogie. <laughs> to myself. <laughs> Woo! I don't know. I think we're, I think we're all traumatized. <laughs> See? I, he was, I can't. He was I'm, shooting no, vintage, no. vintage video game characters out of his if, ass. If you have questions, comments, or ideas, please email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and, perver- and visit pervertedpodcast.com. <laughs> I'm so done. (laughs) And finally, perverted podcast listeners, as you are out there in the world and you have all these people living in their goddamn delusional walls, just know that we are here doing our very, very best to give you a place to call home to be your damn kinky self. So until next week, when Lois comes back with my nipple in Abyss's anus, please enjoy the naughty. Please be yourself. We're out of here. Stop including me. Oh, that was no bueno. That was not okay. (laughs) Stephen Hawking. Does she even have a pussy? Like seriously. I hope that man never hears. I know he's an amazing. I think Lois is hot, 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 hot. I blame Mark.